happy Wednesday everyone, which is when I am recording this. I really hope this sounds okay. I have the living room window open because it is October, but it is so hot in my front room because it's so sunny and as soon as the sun gets in the window, it is roasting. And the poor little chinchillas, they don't like it very warm as much as I do. They're not a big fan of being in a super sweltering hot room filled with sunshine. So the window is open um, for them and me, to be fair, because I was literally sweating. So um, <laughs> if you are further north and not experiencing this lovely sunshine that we are having in October, sorry, I have to have this conversation with my family all the time when I'm like, oh, what's it like? And they're like, cold. And I'm like, oh, it's really nice here. <laughs> um, so yeah. Get, make the most of it, because I, I just feel like it's going to start getting shit soon, isn't it? Right, this is now a very British conversation. I'm going to move on. I want to share with you today some of my best time-saving tips for your health and fitness. And I guess it's just for your life and schedule, um, all in all. One of the biggest barriers that I get with um, people starting coaching or why they haven't kind of pursued regularly exercising or hiring a coach before is because they just feel they don't have the time they just feel like every minute of the day is taken up and it is absolutely right in saying that yeah some of you literally do not have time I don't know how many of you with kids families working multiple jobs manage I'm obviously very impressed but hopefully even those of you who have a really really packed schedule will get something from this because at the end of the day I think we put in like a really high barrier as well to um to getting to to improving our fitness to improving our health and our strength and you know it's oh you have to be in the gym and you have to be doing these kind of lifts or lifts as in deadlifts or squats or yada 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 or you have to be meal prepping your meals on a Sunday and it has to be cooked from scratch and it has to be wholemeal food sources all the time and at the end of the day if someone who already has a manic schedule gets told that they've got to commit to all these things that's just not going to make you feel any better is it in fact it's probably going to make you feel more frustrated but at the end of the day we're not looking for this 70 80 90 percent increase in the um, in your current health position, we're just looking for what can we do to improve your health, your schedule, your well-being 1% more than it is just now. So if one of these things can give you 1% more improvement in those areas, it is absolutely worth it. So I've split it into routines and habits, your training, so specifically when you exercise, and then lastly also nutrition. Okay, so I have about 20 points in total, so we've got a lot to get through. But we're going to start with routine and habits. Okay, and this is one that I've had this conversation with so many people recently, and it's your phone. Scrolling on your phone during the day, in the morning when you wake up, in the evening. And my, my tip for this is literally deleting social media off your phone or putting a kind of time blocker on it. Or obviously another thing is switching your phone off and putting it away in a drawer at a certain time, whether that's in the afternoon when you have a break, whether that is in the evening when you're sat um, in front of the TV and not even watching the TV, you're scrolling on your phone 
I know everyone listening will have done this and will be slightly guilty of this. Um, so yeah, one thing I did is I have two phones. I have like my personal phone obviously and the phone I use for my clients. And on my personal phone, I don't have social media on it. Like I might re-download it, for example, if I'm at the weekend and I need to communicate with someone on it or I want to take pictures of the chinchillas to put it on my Instagram story or if I'm like away on holiday and similar thing, I just kind of want to take photos to put on my story. Um, I don't have it on during the week. I have it on my work phone and that is obviously for, you know, business purposes. Um, and I just have to be obviously a bit more vigilant with myself if I do find myself scrolling um, on there. I just need to say, nope, this is on your work phone, pop it away. And obviously in the evenings I kind of have a rule that I don't go on my work phone but beyond a certain point or else I just am constantly replying to messages all the time and it'll end up making me feel really burnt out. So that means that I'm not tempted to look at social media, right? Because I'm like, oh, well, if I look at my phone, I know I'll have to reply to these client messages. I won't be able to turn my brain off until I do, but I know I can just get back to them in the morning and they'll be more than happy. So if you can, maybe like through the week, for example, take social media off your phone and then bring it back at the weekend. I guarantee you it'll feel so weird when you first do it, but you'll feel so much freer and you'll find yourself wanting to go and use it and be like, oh, oh, what do I fill this time with? And it's when you get beyond that stage that you realize you're like, okay, I do actually have a lot more time in my day that I could be doing other beneficial things. Um, another one, number two on routine and habit is, this seems so, some of these will seem very simple, but a lot of us aren't doing them. Get an earlier night's sleep. Getting an early night's sleep means more sleep, better sleep. You're more likely to wake up for that early alarm that you set in the morning with every intention of going out for a run or going to the gym or doing some yoga or doing a workout and you snooze it. Yes, on night number one, you'd go for an early night. It still might happen, but you should feel a bit more rested. And I'm not saying getting up is easy at any time but getting an earlier night's sleep will give you time back. Because I guarantee, unless kind of, you know, obviously if you're someone who up into your bed, you're at the gym super late, then I guess this doesn't apply to you. But the chances are you're kind of either just sitting scrolling your phone or watching TV before you go to bed, which if you think, do, do something like add it up. If you've been doing that every weekday night for an hour for the last four weeks, that's 20 hours. What could you do in 20 hours? So get an earlier night's sleep and it will give you more time and more energy the next day once you've built up a nice routine with that. And referring to getting up, move your alarm to the other side of the room. Like it's so unpleasant, I know, but I do this. I put my alarm in a place that I have to get out of bed to turn it off because if it's just beside me and I can just lean over to press snooze or turn it off for another 10 minutes, whatever, like I'm gonna do it. Whereas if I actually have to get up and out of bed and already making my way towards the bathroom to go get dressed and brush my teeth, I'm not gonna go back to bed again um, unless I don't, I don't feel well or whatever. But I, I know it is so unpleasant and when it goes off and you're like, oh for fuck's sake, I need to go up and get it. Helps even better if you have a partner because you're like, oh I don't want to wake them up, I better do that really quickly and you kind of have to react. Um, but 
it is so worth it for getting your arse out of bed. I know I just would not be nearly as good in the mornings if I didn't do that. Um, another practical one here in terms of your routine and your habits is having actually sufficient amount of gym clothes. And as silly as that sounds, if you are faffing around the night before trying to get your stuff sorted or the morning of and you've got things in the wash or you've got to, I don't know, iron something or you can't find it and da 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 da, make sure you've got plenty gym clothes so that if you're doing multiple workouts a week, you've got plenty of choice that you can just literally grab something. Some days I literally turn up to my workouts in the gym looking like I got dressed in the dark and it's because I did, but, but also I just like pull whatever I can out of my drawers and there's no fucking about, there's nothing like that, I just put the clothes on and I go. So, seems weird, but just having enough gym clothes, you don't have to worry about your washing schedule and having enough, basically just saving another excuse from happening basically. Last one in terms of your routine is relating to our kind of step count that I put in place with a lot of my clients, especially those who have a fat loss goal, and that's going for a walk on your lunch break or midday Getting into a routine of just, if you're someone who has an office-based job, of doing your some steps through the day. In summer, I found like a lot of my clients, it wasn't so bad, like they could leave most of their steps for the day, so they had a 10,000 step target, to the end of the day because it was light for ages, they wanted to walk down to the beach, they wanted to go for a swim, and then it was really easy. Now, they finish work and it's dark and they don't want to go outside and they've done 3,000 steps. So getting into the routine of actually knocking out a chunk of those steps either in the morning or around lunchtime will be really useful and actually it's pretty good for your digestion as well to just go out for a walk after you've had a meal so ties in well too there. Okay so that's routine and habits. Deleting social media or getting a time blocker on your phone. Earlier night sleep, moving your alarm to the other side of the room having a sufficient amount of gym clothes in your cupboards and getting more steps in earlier in the day, in the morning or at lunchtime. Okay, training we're moving on to now. Very obvious one, choose a gym close to you. That's the easiest thing to do. I do not go to a gym <laughs> near me, but that's because I really love the gym that I go to. But obviously I PT from a gym that is actually quite close to me. So if there's days where I'm short on time, I will go to that gym rather than the gym that I go to in Portslade just because it's a bit quicker. So if you're choosing a gym membership, do choose one near you. Um, obviously, that's the primary thing within time saving. I would caveat, I would say, I want you to choose a gym that motivates you to go in, like you enjoy training there, you like the equipment, you like the people there. Um, but if you're on a tight schedule, Unfortunately, that shit might have to take a step back and get thing that's something that's super convenient and close. Two is, on a similar um, vein, have some home workout kits. So whether that's um, some bands, a couple of light dumbbells, a mat, so that if there are days where time is super tight and you getting to the gym means a 15-minute walk there and then you've got to change and then you've got to come back and it turns into this big two-hour venture to get in one 60 minute workout, get some home workout kit at home so that on those days you can. I had a client last week who had just a super crazy week at work and she's so good with regularly going to the gym. She goes three to four times per week. It's really nailed in her schedule. She's been training with me for like three years now. Um, but last week things at work were just so hectic. She just did three home workouts instead. 
perfect. It meant she didn't have the walk to the gym, she needed to worry about getting showered when she came back, adding heaps of time on. She just smashed out a quick half an hour home session three times a week when she was super busy and got it done. Number three, communicate with your coach about your length of your sessions that they've made for you. So I get this very often in that I will ask someone kind of how long do you have to dedicate to your workout in the gym? They might say, you know, four or five minutes to an hour would be perfect. I'll make them their program, send it over. And then after the first week, I'll ask them, how did you get on with everything timing wise? It lets me know on, on the app that I used how long the actual workouts took them. And if it's taking them a little bit longer than the allotted time, then a few questions need to be asked in terms of, do you feel like you were strict with your rest periods? Maybe was the gym particularly busy when you were in at that time? Are you just getting used to some of the new things on your program? And if so, obviously it might then get shorter the more they get used to it. But if actually it's just a session that takes them too long with the gym that they're in, I will cut it down. We reduce the amount of reps or sets or we take out certain exercises or we superset them together in order to make it obviously be a bit more timely for them. So obviously if you don't have a coach and you're doing your own thing in the gym, yes, this is the kind of adjustments I would make. So tip number four, do a few more supersets in your workout and supersets mean two exercises back to back. So for example, if you wanted to do some dumbbell shoulder press and some bicep curls and you had them on like, you're doing three sets of 10 of your shoulder press and then you're doing three sets of 10 of your bicep curls, instead of that, put them together. So you'll do 10 reps in your shoulder press, straight into 10 reps in your bicep curls, then just have one rest period, and then do it again. That'll just shorten, obviously, the amount of rest that you need and the amount of time you need to set and put away things. Timing your rest periods as well is one that is super useful. I'm so guilty of this, of like making sessions drag out for ages because I just, my brain just drifts in between sets. Um, so if, on your program, it says, you know, 60 seconds between sets, 90 seconds between sets. Set a timer and actually do it on the app that I use for my clients. It gives them the option to that when they're logging their workout, they can press start now on the rest period timer. Because I, I guarantee you, the workouts that you're doing in an hour now, if you kept your rest periods, you would smash them out in like 40 minutes. It's just something that we all fall into bad habits about. Again, caveat I would say to that one is if you're doing something super heavy, you need longer rest time, obviously. Um, so just be aware of that. If you're someone who's really lifting for like heavy loads um, on your sessions and your deadlifts and your squats and things, make sure you are taking enough rest because no one wants to get injured here. Number six, choosing compound lifts for your workouts. So if you're going to the gym and your workouts kind of look like you do some leg extension and some leg curl, you do some bicep curls, you some tricep push downs, some lateral raises, some sit-ups. Maybe not giving you the most bang for your buck. And obviously you need to have a little bit of experience around this, know what you're doing with these movements because they're a bit more technical. But doing things like deadlifts, doing things like barbell squats, bench press, are gonna be hitting more muscles at one time. So bench press is using primarily your chest, but it's also using your shoulders and it's using your triceps. Deadlift is using your legs, your back, your upper back, even a little bit your arms holding onto the bar. So as you can imagine, a deadlift is using all those muscle groups 
if you're doing just like the leg extension, you're only using your quads. It might take you the same amount of time to do those sets, but you're working your body a lot harder if you're doing those kind of compound lifts. So when we say a compound lift, it just means a movement that uses more than one muscle to make it happen. Number seven, specific movements for your goals can be tagged on alongside these. So if I was a coach and you came to me and you were like, I really wanna go to the gym because I wanna lift weights, but I, genuinely, I just have 30 minutes. I just have 30 minutes to do this. What I would be doing is all the things I said above, but if you had specific goals, be like, oh no, I really wanna grow excuse me, my biceps, or I really need to um, strengthen up my um, shoulders because I've had an injury in the past, da, da 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 I would like pin those specific things on either at the end or almost as like a rest in between sets where you can do a few like lighter weight things to kind of really hone in and target that muscle group. So get specific on what your goal is as well. You know, if your goal is to, main goal with your training time is to build your glutes, then just doing deadlifts and bench press is not gonna get there. Be really specific about the movements that work for you. But obviously, as a coach, I recommend taking a nice, well-rounded whole body approach. Don't just train glutes. Make sure you're doing some upper body at some point. So that was training. Choosing a gym that's close to you, having some home workout kit, communicating with your coach about session length, if you have one, supersetting things, timing your rest periods, choosing compound lifts, and get specific on the movements that meet your goal. Let's move on to nutrition. Last little chunk of tips here. Hope you've got something good so far. So, ultimately, the easiest thing for you, for your nutrition, is gonna be if you hired a meal prep company. Now, this is not something I would pay for because it's super expensive because you're paying for the convenience. I mean, it might not be super expensive to some people, but, <laughs> but um, I like to save my money for things like going on holiday for two weeks. But ultimately, if you were someone who's really stripped for time and your fat loss goal was super important to you and you just literally don't have the time to get nutritious meals in, then that is the option. So things like muscle food, most places have like a local meal prep company that can deliver to you, you know, twice a week with either just your dinners that you can quickly whack in the microwave, dinners and lunches that you can take to work. That's going to be the quickest and easiest thing to save you so much time with your nutrition. But if you have some time to cook or that's not an option for you, just keep recipes super easy on the days that you are tight for time. Don't try, I think people think when they go on this fitness journey, everything's gotta be cooked from scratch and it's all these like big long ingredients in each recipe. It's just not the case. Things like stir fries. Like I know one of my clients um, uses like Aldi stir fry kits that give you like the veg, the chicken, the sauce, you throw it in, few minutes, bam, done. Thinking about making curries, you can buy kind of, you know, literally jars of curry sauce. Obviously, some of them are less calorie friendly than others. Just be sensible and look at the jar, obviously. Um, salads, throwing things together, just literally a bag of salads and then maybe some tinned sweet corn, some chickpeas, um, throw in a dressing, throw in some protein in there. Pasta, again, just cook some chicken, have it with some tomato sauce and some veggies in there. Perfect. And number three, while you're doing that, is make enough in your dinner so you can have it for leftovers for lunch the next day. So can you just put 
and make an extra serving, pop it in a Tupperware and then you can take it into work and just pop it in the microwave. Or if you're working from home, it means all you have to do is go to the fridge, put it in the microwave, eat your dinner and then you can go out and get your steps on your lunch break. Um, number four, prepping breakfast the night before is super useful. Like if you're having things like overnight oats, it means it allows you a little bit more time in bed essentially, which is what we all want and is important for our energy. Um, but gives you more time if you want to go for a morning walk or get in some morning yoga before your day starts. Have some of the preparation done the night before. Number five, if you do work out and about or you travel quite a lot, look in advance for where it does like the best calorie friendly food near you. So have a look on the menu of things like Pret, things like Itsu, Leon. So you can see in advance, right, I know I'm going to go here and I'm going to grab this because this is the most calorie friendly thing or has good amounts of protein in it that will support my goal at this point. For cooking at home again, six pre-packed veggies are super useful or even like frozen veggies. Again, a little bit more expensive, negative, a little bit more packaging, obviously, if we're looking at this from an environmental lens. But again, if it's something you can just whack in the microwave, then it's going to be super useful. You can just bung on a tray in the oven and cook it straight away. You don't have to worry about chopping, peeling, you know, adding spices, adding all that kind of thing. It's just done for you. And lastly, if this does work for you, meal prepping on a weekend or on a day that is a little bit quieter. And when I say meal prep, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, when you see on Instagram, like all those containers lined up of like identical things and that's you for the week. That's not exactly what I mean, but if that works for you, then fine. I did that for many a year. Um, but what you can do is prep the things that take longer to cook. So for example, if you're wanting to have some potato with your meals through the week, could you already kind of parboil the potatoes or make mashed potato or do kind of oven cooked potatoes or at a stage where all they need to do is just go in the oven? Or if it's things like chicken or meat, can you cook that in advance so that again, it's something you just have to reheat by quickly throwing in the pan for a couple of minutes and it's good to go. All these things that are time consuming through the week, is there a point in your schedule where you can do it at any other point? So again, it just looks like you just throw it in and the meal takes five minutes to cook rather than, you know, 35 minutes, 40 minutes. So to recap those nutrition ones, use a meal prep company, use easy recipes, make leftovers for lunch the next day and prep your breakfast the night before as well. Have a search for near your work where does the best calorie friendly meals. Choose pre-packed veggies and perhaps do some cooking in advance or some meal prep on a weekend or your day off. A lot of things there. Even if you take away one, I promise you it'll really benefit you. Um, but remember that in terms of improving your health, improving your fitness, improving your strength. If you're limited for time and you have a good coach, they will take the time to figure out how you can get the best of their services whilst using it within the time frame that you have. I work with like quite a lot of really busy people, people who certainly have a lot less time on their hands than I have, like commuting into London every day. But we make it happen because we can we can figure it out around it and ensure that they are getting the best from their training and their nutrition. And in fact, I'm going to say this as well. I often find that people who have 
a very like strict schedule in terms of work, in terms of time, where they have places to be, find it easier to kind of structure things. And I know I found this before as well. I think I've mentioned this in the podcast, so sorry if it's not like a broken record. But like when I was at uni and I had so many things to juggle, you just had to be super efficient with your time and you just had to schedule things in and things only took X amount of time because that's the only time you had to give it. So just remember that as well, that sometimes actually having a busy schedule just means you have to be more on it with your time management, which is often not a bad thing when it comes to pursuing health and fitness goals. So don't let it be something that you feel holds you back is all I'm saying. Thank you for listening, guys. Let me know what tip you found useful and let me know how you get on, most importantly, when you're implementing it because it's all good having this knowledge and having these tips and thinking, "Mm, yeah, no, I could be doing that. Implement it and don't say start Monday. What can you do today? What can you do tomorrow that is going to give you some time back to reinvest into your health and fitness? Catch you in the next one.